Episode 36, The Importance of Reading with Arlene Helms. Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of our Principles and Practice Podcast. Today, I have Arlene Helms joining me. Arlene is a former home educator. She owns the Facebook page, Reviving the Foundations with Arlene Helms. And this is where you can watch several videos that she has uploaded to help you learn more about Reviving America's Foundations. You can learn more about Arlene in podcast episode 14, titled Reviving the Foundations with Arlene Helms, and her experience as a principal approach homeschool mom. Welcome, Arlene. I'm looking forward to listening to what you have to share with us today. Thank you, Heather. Heather has invited me on her podcast today to talk to you about reading. As I was preparing for this podcast, what came to my mind is the fact that what we read and learn today will impact our future. I'm going to discuss with you the importance of Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary and the importance of teaching the phonics method. You may already be thinking that discussing the Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary first before a child even knows how to read from phonetically is a big jump. I'm doing this for two reasons. Many of you may already have children who are reading and are not in need of teaching your, your children phonics, but you will learn why it's important to use the 1828 dictionary as a resource. I'll be discussing both topics throughout to keep everyone's interest. Before I begin, I'd like to thank Heather for inviting me once again on her podcast. I'm thankful for all that she is doing for her family in home education and for her education of the other families around the nation for such a time as this. I appreciate all that you are doing and sharing, Heather, through your Biblical Classical Homeschoolers Facebook page. And congratulations on becoming a master teacher through the Foundation for American Christian Education program. Oh, thanks so much, Arlene. So let me begin. The topic of reading is vast. So I'm only going to highlight a few important aspects regarding reading. I'm going to talk about a few resources that every serious reader and Christian should use. And I'm going to discuss phonics. Even if your, chi- your children are grown and reading on their, on their own, I welcome you to continue to listen because like so many things, there's more to phonics than meets the eye. And keep in mind that one day you may have the privilege of becoming a grandmother or grandfather, and you can tuck this information away for later. Hopefully, these few things that I'll discuss with you today will help you to think and ponder, and hopefully pique your interest, provide information and direction, and inspire you to take reading seriously rather than just taking it for granted. Let's look at the big picture first. Readers are lifelong learners. Lifelong learners can accomplish much. Readers are also writers. 
One great example of a reader who became a writer is Noah Webster, who is known as the father of American scholarship and education. Noah Webster is also known for writing the 1828 Dictionary. Did you know that it took Noah 27 years to write the dictionary and that while writing the dictionary, Noah learned 26 languages, give or take a year. So I've seen different years in there. So that's why I say give or take a year. He could not have done what he had accomplished had he not been able to read. The task of writing the dictionary was given to Noah and Noah alone. God equipped him fully to accomplish this important and necessary task that continues to serve people to this very day. I'm going to emphasize the fact that his task served the people in his day and continues to serve the American people today and people around the world for that matter. It was no easy feat. Think about it. In the 1800s, he had no computer or cell phone to plug in to Google and gather his information from. On top of all of that, he was also learning while writing the dictionary and acquainting himself with many authors such as Shakespeare, Milton, and many other famous people who he quotes throughout his dictionary. Another important aspect to using the Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary rather than the modern version is because in the 1828 version, scripture verses are also quoted throughout. Every serious reader needs to know about the 1828 dictionary in order to better understand and have a better grasp of the original intent of our vocabulary. The modern dictionaries today water down and misrepresent the true meaning of words and steer the learner away from God, his word, and his concepts and principles. Noah could not have accomplished all of this if he was unable to read. And had he not been a reader of the Bible, he would not have left us with a biblical foundation for us to learn from and define America's rich vocabulary. Now, I'm telling you all of this for two reasons. First, so that everything else that I'm going to talk to you about in this podcast and the next might seem much less daunting to you. If you aren't familiar with the word daunting, go ahead and look up the word. I highly recommend using the 1828 dictionary. I also highly recommend that you have a hard copy of the dictionary in your home. There is an app, but since I first began using the app, I've been noticing more and more lately that the words, many words, often are missing. I'm not sure why that is. If anyone knows why, please feel free to reach out to me and let me know. I recommend you make your purchase through Foundation for American Christian Education. Go to www.faceface.net. This will be one of your most valuable resources to add to your library if you don't already own a copy of Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Imagine where we'd be as a society had Noah not written the American Dictionary in the fashion that he did. If we are to keep the Republic, we must use material with biblical teachings, concepts, quotes, and principles. 
Now we're going to jump over to the topic of phonics. We are not born readers. We don't come out of the womb being able to read like we are able to automatically breathe. We are taught to read by a parent, grandparent, or a teacher. As a parent, teaching your children to read can be one of the biggest joys and accomplishments. It may sound scary at first, but if you use good resources, you can avoid the tears and frustration. Take the time to enjoy cuddling on the couch with your child and teaching your child to read. Onyx is the tried and true method to use when teaching your child to read. You may have heard of the whole language or sight reading method. And while its title may sound good, it's not as whole as phonics and it's failing today's children. The importance of phonics. While learning phonics, children learn how to think. Here's what you may not know or understand why the phonics method is so important when teaching young children how to read. The phonics method forms habits that stay with a child for life. When I was teaching my children to read, the book by Ethel Bolden, B-O-U-L-D-I-N, an acorn in my hand, was recommended to me. That's where I first learned that through the phonics method, not only is your child learning to read, but this is where thinking, analyzing, and organizing begins. Teaching a child to read by teaching him or her the sounds of the 26 letters and the rules of phonics, and you can go to her book for that information, sets the child up for success. Most children are capable of learning to read by age six. Some children can read at much younger ages, and some may learn a bit later. Do not lose hope or give up. My friend who recommended the book, An Acorn in My Hand, was a reading specialist. She had taught hundreds of children to read. She had been a teacher in a private school for many years, and parents were very thankful to her for having taught their children how to read. When her own child, who she was homeschooling at the time, was being taught how to read, she was not grasping it as quickly as many other children. Now that ought to tell you that if your child isn't taking to reading like a duck to water, just be patient, loving, and kind. Your attitude is key to your child's development, nurturing your children and accepting him or her where they are and not comparing them to other children will help them to grow to be confident and successful individuals. So I'm going to go to back to Noah Webster's dictionary for a moment and talk about, um, give you some more info on him and a little story. So owning the Noah Webster's dictionary is essential for every Christian home. Many pastors have a copy in their office. I once brought my copy to the Hillsdale College seminar that I attended for a Center for Teachers Excellence seminar, where former Michigan State Supreme Court Justice Stephen Markman happened to be the professor for this particular seminar. As he walked in from the front of the room, he saw me and a few of my friends at the very back of the room, and he noticed my big green copy of Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary. 
He walked up to me, put his finger on the dictionary, and told us that he had a copy in his office. Do you understand how important that is for teachers, pastors, and decision makers, including Supreme Court justices, to be using the 1828 dictionary versus the modern dictionary? Here's something simple that you can do after you finish listening to the podcast. Go look up the word education in the 1828 dictionary. You can find that online, by the way. And then look up the word education in the modern dictionary. Using the original intent of words is and will be a vital part of keeping our republic. Now I'm going to go back to phonics. Phonics is a proven method for teaching children to read. In the book, An Acorn in My Hand by Ethel Bolden, she teaches the reader that through the phonics method, children learn thinking, analyzing, and organizing habits. Through her study, she came to understand and brought out the Christian view of learning. And here's a quote from her book, that it, the Christian view, is the process of symptomatic growth of thought following the order embedded in creation by its creator. Children learn to reason in the way God intended for men to reason. And that way applies to all learning from the alphabet to the attributes of God. Ethel wrote her book in the 19, well, in 1964 to be exact, after she observed that the Johnnies and Judies couldn't read. Her studies brought her to an even deeper understanding of the Christian view of learning. Although I was introduced to the book An Acorn in My Hand, I would be amiss to not also introduce you to the late Samuel Blumenfeld, who I met several years later after my children were already reading. I first met Sam at a homeschool conference. And every time I went to a homeschool conference after that, if he was there, I always just wanted to have a conversation with him. He was just this most pleasant man. He is also a well-known author, and most people know him for his studies and writing on phonics. He has developed a phonics reading program, which can still be purchased today. You can find him on YouTube, and you can purchase his books through Camp Constitution, where Samuel Blumenfeld entrusted his library and materials to homeschool dad and founder of Camp Constitution, Hal Shirtliff. Go to www.campconstitution.net. That's www.campconstitution.net. Using the phonics method to teach children to read is a big part in keeping our republic. We must use the Bible and books for our model and inspiration if we are to do our part in keeping the Republic. I do want to mention that I do not make any money from Face Camp Constitution or any other books or materials that I recommend. This uh, I do get paid the same way that I got paid when I was homeschooling. It's the blessings that just get poured out when 
in my learning and even preparing for this talk and in the teaching and sharing what I'm learning. I hope that I've been a blessing to you today. If you would like to learn more about some of my favorite people and resources, you can follow me on Facebook at Reviving the Foundations with Arlene Helms. Up next, um, I would like to talk about reading aloud and Shakespeare. Did you know that Shakespeare used to be called the Bard of the Bible? So I'm going to leave you with this. What we learn today will impact our future. Thank you very much. And thank you, Heather, for having me. I hope that has given, given you a little bit of information and will give you a, an opportunity to not be scared about teaching your children phonics. I did it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And I just want to um, applaud all of you who are listening to this podcast that teaching your children is one of the biggest joys that you will come away with when your children are grown. You will have an opportunity to bond with them and to grow with them and to just grow together as a family. And as the family goes, so goes the nation. And I just want to thank you um, again, Heather, for this opportunity. And we will see you on the next podcast. Hey, Arlene, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your research with us. You're greatly appreciated. Have a great evening and God bless everyone listening. God bless you too, Arlene. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com, check out our shop and our blog, and you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles, also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His Glory.